This is the Thursday, September 9th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. The NFL is back starting tonight, and we've got everything you need to know setting you up in 10 minutes on how to head into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And Anita Marks, that's who I'm joined by. I'm Tyler Fulgham. Our long-awaited journey to a new NFL season is finally done. Football is back, and we have a Thursday night affair between Tom Brady, the defending Super Bowl champion Bucks, Dak, and the Cowboys coming to town. How jacked are you, Anita, to dive into this start? I feel I feel like I'm a kid at Christmas right now, to be quite frank. Um, I can't wait. Somebody pinch me. Like this day is going to move around, move along so slowly until kickoff. <laughs> My only concern, and I know we're going to get into this, is you know this 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 has the potential to be a complete poop show. But <laughs> I've, well, I've, I've, I I have I have gone ahead. Let's not waste any more time. Let's dive into it. We got the. Uh... Defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks favored by a hefty eight and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. And we know, uh, and, and that line might be climbing. You might find it at nine at some spots as more money, more steam comes on the Bucks. A total north of 50, sitting at 51 and a half. So side or total, first and foremost, Anita, anything that you're playing there? Yeah, listen, this is week one. I don't know about you, Tyler. Like, I don't feel really like uber confident about my wagers until at least like week three, week four, when these teams truly like show their true identity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be using the Bucks as a teaser for a two-team okay. teaser that I will get my first half of my two-team teaser in-house um, after tonight because I, I think there is a potential here that the Bucks. this could be, like I said, a poop show. You've got Dak Prescott. This is his first game back. After the ankle injury, uh, which was pretty significant, um, you know, we don't know how how is he still dealing with the shoulder, arm, upper body injury. You know, Adam Schefter came out a few weeks ago and said that he's anticipating this to be a a season long issue for Dak Prescott. Not only are they miss, missing uh, their best offensive lineman, Ezekiel Elliott came out this week and, and told the media that he's their best offensive player in Zach Martin. And meanwhile, you got the Tampa Bay Bucks returning all 22 starters. You know, uh, they're I I just they're at home. They're really going to be feeling it, looking to run it back. Defense, you can argue top three in the NFL. Just all the stars aligned so properly for this this Bucks team, and so uh, concerning for the Dallas Cowboys. Again. I'm just, I'm going to use them as a two-team teaser. And right now, you could get them at minus two and a half. And I'm going to pair them up with the 49ers, another game that I, I anticipate in the 49ers to, you know, really manhandle the Detroit Lions. So that's how I'm playing this tonight. Yeah, I, uh, the spread's kind of getting out of hand there with Tampa Bay. That back door is wide open for Dallas, who can, mm-hmm. you know, score a lot playing catch up while Tampa Bay doesn't really care in the fourth quarter after, you know, getting a two or three touchdown lead. Uh, the total seems a little soft to me 51 and a half. I'm going to be betting a lot of unders in the NFL uh, early in the season as road quarterbacks get reacclimated to having to deal with uh, very loud. Uh, home crowds using the silent count, something they didn't have to do last year. It was easy for offenses to score. I think that is a big reason why we saw such prolific historic scoring last year. But despite that trend I'm going to dive into early in the season, I think this is a spot for an over because I don't see Dallas 
stopping Tampa Bay's offense. I think Tampa Bay is at their floor is 28 to 30 points. And if Tom Brady and that offense really go off, I think they can score 35, 38 points. Then it's just how much does Dallas bring to the equation? And while Tampa Bay's offense is really, really good, Dallas obviously has a lot of weapons. And I think they could be they could score two or three touchdowns late in this game trying to play catch up when the game is out of hand. So I really do think, uh, led by Tom Brady and that offense, the Bucs jump out to an early lead and end up scoring somewhere in the 30s in terms of points. And then even if they are trailing big time in the fourth quarter, Dallas will will, will get this total over 51 and a half um, because they'll just need to score two or three touchdowns. If Dallas can give me 20 points, as long as they don't get like shut out or held to 10, 14 points, if they can just get to that 20 benchmark, I'm pretty certain that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to provide at least 30, 35 points. So I like the over. Um, betting Tampa Bay in the first half, minus four and a half, is more comfortable for me than betting eight and a half, nine. But that's the way I'm looking at the side and the total there. So do with that what you will. Anita and I, though, we're, our specialty is the prop market. This is where we love to try and make our bread. So yeah. I, know you, I know you got the cheesecake menu out there, girl. So fire up that laminated sheet and let the people know the prop bets that are winners tonight. You're so, before I do that, I just want to say I, I do love your game script. I do love how you're envisioning this game to play out. I know you mentioned the half. You can also get the Bucks minus three in the first quarter, Ooh. Tyler. Uh, I'm going to be playing that as well. And I do like the over here. Again, I think this has the potential of the Bucs to just run up the score. Tom Brady, maybe not even playing uh, towards the end of the fourth quarter. Okay, let's talk about prop bets. We'll start with the bad before we talk about the good. And that is Ezekiel Elliott under 53 and a half rushing yards. Again, no Zach Martin. This Bucks third best defensive line in the NFL. I think Zeke is going to have a really, really difficult time tonight running against this Tampa Bay Bucks defense, but on the, uh, so then building off of that, right? So when you, if you can't Zeke, you zag. What's the <laughs> zag? The zag, the zag is Pollard. This is what I like. Pop, people, here's the thing, Tyler, people don't under, Pollard could be a number one on another team. Like this dude is, is he's, a, he's got great vision. He's a great running back and he's awesome in the passing game. So I like Pollard being utilized in the passing attack. I've got him over one and a half receptions. It's it's a little bit too much juice for me, but I'll, I'll lay it, minus 140. I like over 10 and a half receiving yards. He could possibly, possibly get that on two receptions. And I like him over 32 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Um, opposing teams pass on the Bucks almost 65% of the time. Why? Because you can't run yep. against them. Other teams, other teams' opponents only average 3.6 yards per carry, a league low last year. So I see them as, as the game progresses and Tampa Bay, again, you know, uh, really kind of following your game script, you know, Tampa getting up to a really big lead, then what happens? You're not going to run the football with Ezekiel Elliott. You're going to have to pass, bring in the better receiving running back out of the backfield. So to me, that's Pollard. Other guys, CeeDee Lamb, again, I'm fading Gallup under three and a half receptions. Why? He's the dude who, you know, he takes the top off. He's the guy who stretches the field. D Dak's not going to have any time. He's not, there's, <laughs> no five, there's not going to be any five or seven step drops. I mean, give me a break. So I'm going under in receptions for Gallup at three and a half. I'm going over in receptions for CeeDee Lamb at five and a half. And you could get that at plus 120. You know why? 
he's got the best matchup out of all the receivers for the Dallas Cowboys. 94% of the time, CeeDee Lamb ran out of the slot. His matchup, Sean Murphy Bunting, who had one of the worst uh, matchups, uh, uh, stats um, with uh, slot corners in the NFL. So he's got the perfect matchup. And again, I think Dak's going to be under duress and he's going to be looking to dump the ball off quickly. And it's going to get to CeeDee Lamb, I think, quite a bit. Another guy that I like is their tight end, Blake Jarwin, over nine and a half receiving yards. Again, this dude's a beast. He's flying under the radar because he tore his ACL last year, but 6'5", 260, ran a phenomenal 40, great hands, great route runner. And I think this is another guy that Dak's going to be looking to quickly to get the ball off. I also have Dak throwing an interception because he's he's, he's going to be overwhelmed tonight. And I think that's going to be, you can get that at minus 125. And last but not least, Micah Parsons. Let me tell you something, Tyler, Dallas defense is going to be on the field all night long. <laughs> so, I mean, Parsons, listen, I think this was the steal of the draft besides Mac Jones going to, of course, the uh, New England Patriots over seven and a half tackles for Michael Parsons at plus 100. I think he's going to be on the field all night long and it's his debut. I think he's going to get in. He's going to, he's going to be a ball hawk. He's going to get in there. He's going to get after it. And again, just because of the time of uh, time of possession, I think the bucks are going to own. Uh, he's going to be on the field quite a bit. Th those are my Dallas Cowboy profits. All right. On the Cowboy side, we're kind of in lockstep. I have uh, written down on my sheet, Zeke under 53 and a half yards because Tampa Bay's run defense was the best in the NFL last year. No reason they're going to be any worse with Vita Vey and Ndamukong Sue, and their matchup is improved by Zach Martin being out. Plus, I think the Cowboys are going to be operating in that negative game script uh, down early, having to throw a lot to catch up. Uh, so that takes away rushing opportunity from Zeke. I'm all over CeeDee Lamb, over five and a half receptions, especially with that plus juice, plus 120. I also like his uh, yardage prop total over 61 and a half. It's because that's a uh, very reasonable, uh, lower than Amari Cooper. He's got that great matchup. And uh, I, I do think they'll be throwing a lot. Uh, consequently, Dak Prescott going over 295 and a half passing yards. I think he's going to chuck the ball a lot, playing catch up in the uh, second half. Um, and his prop is actually lower than Tom Brady's. I think Dak is more likely to throw for more yards than Brady in this game, if that makes sense, just because they'll be playing catch up so much. So I think we're in lockstep there on the Dallas side, on the uh, Tampa Bay side. I was all over Tom Brady, uh, over two and a half touchdown passes when it was plus 165 earlier in the week, but that number has come down. It's now plus 130 last I checked. So the value has kind of been sapped out of that. Uh, two more that I like a little more confidently, Leonard Fournette under. 12 and a half receiving yards um, Fournette, who was great in the postseason last year, uh, obviously has to share that backfield with Ronald Jones on first and second down, but now no one, and I mean, no one except for Giovanni Bernard is going to be in there on third down on passing downs for Tom Brady. Bernard operated with Brady during the preseason on hundred percent of third downs. That is his specialty as a third down receiving and blocking back. And uh, Fournette, I think is going to be relegated to a two down timeshare with Ronald Jones. So, under 12 and a half receiving yards for Fournette. I don't even know if he's going to catch a pass in this game. Antonio Brown, I think, is the wide receiver I want to covet and target on the on the Tampa Bay side. We know the chemistry he and Tom Brady have, um, and that comes at kind of the um, expense of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who are both really good. But Brady just loves Antonio Brown. So over four and a half receptions at minus 125, a massive mismatch is Antonio Brown in the uh, slot and on the perimeter versus Dallas's corners. 
And one thing about AB, by all accounts, he's in great shape, had an awesome camp. And more importantly for Antonio Brown, he was not in the headlines off the field. It was a relatively quiet training camp for Antonio Brown. So it seems he's in a good place, ready to contribute. And we know Brady will throw him the rock uh, if he's healthy and out there, active and attractive. And he certainly is for this matchup. So that's what I like on the Tampa Bay side. Anything there for you? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm still, even though the, uh, the Brady over two and a half touchdowns, is it plus 140? Listen, I'll still lay it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that's I, a good price. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm expecting Brady to toss three touchdowns tonight. Same here. Um, in regard to uh, your running backs, I, I love your philosophy. Here's another thing, Tyler. Why are they going to be pat? They're not. They're, they're not going to be passing the ball to their running backs because they're going to be up. You know, they're going to be going downhill, yeah. especially right. in the fourth quarter. So they're going to be feeding their running backs as opposed to passing to their running backs. So I, I love that Leonard Fournette bet. I've got Ronald Jones scoring a touchdown. It's evident that now Ronald Jones, he's there. It's going to be running back by committee back there. I get it. A lot of mouths to feed, but Ronald Jones, I believe that this is you know, first and foremost, his backfield. And I, I do expect them to get in the red zone and I expect him to score a touchdown. You get that at plus 155. And last but not least, my favorite wide receiver is Mike Evans. Uh, 20, he had 20 explosive plays last season, three times against Dallas. He averages 15 yards per catch. Uh, towards the end of the season, he was averaging seven targets a game. He's a monster in the red zone. Dallas's secondary is horrible. PFF has them rates as the 31st secondary in the NFL. So I've got Mike Evans over 63 and a half receiving yards. Heck, he can he can he can he can reach that in two 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 receptions. And also I've got him, and you can get that minus at, at minus 115. And also I've got him scoring a touchdown at plus 100. I think uh, I think uh, Tom Brady looks at him in the red zone. I think he's the first touchdown. I think it's Tom Brady to Mike Evans for the first touchdown tonight. Obviously, a lot of ways to attack Thursday night football, and it should have a heavy handle at the book. It's going to be a lot of fun to get the season kicked off tonight. But before we let you go, real quickly, we're a little over on time, but Nita, you and I are big golf nerds, and we do have the Ryder Cup coming up in a couple of weeks, whistling straight. It's on American soil, and uh, I believe it was yesterday uh, that we finally found out, or earlier this week, can't keep track of the days now that we found out who Steve Stricker was taking as his captain picks for the United States to try and get that Ryder Cup back from the Euros after that embarrassing loss in Paris a couple of years ago. Just real quickly, some initial thoughts on what Stricker did and how you might approach the Ryder Cup. Yeah, so a few things. You know, his six at large uh, that he rounded out the crew, Scheffler, Berger, English, Spieth, Shopley, and Finau. Three specifically because this is a big boy course. Uh, mm-hmm. whistling traits, uh, you need, you need to grip it and rip it or rip it. Yeah. Rip it and rip it. There you go. And, and so, and so a big reason why Shoffley, Scheffler and Finau were, were selected. I get it, but here's the thing, Tyler, there's one, two, three, four, five, there's five, six rookies on this team. Rookies are 40, 29 and 17 in the Ryder cup since 2008. The average age here is 29. DJ is the oldest at 35. Wow. Also, on top of that, I've got some concerns with the, the team chemistry. I know all season long we've been talking about Brooksy and DeChambeau, but did you catch that DeChambeau to Cantlay? Dude, stop walking. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I just, I just, I'm worried about chemistry. I'm worried about how young this roster is. And I think, Minus 187, minus 190 in some places 
I think that's a lot. That's a that's a big that's a lot of juice. That's a lot of juice. So yeah, I agree. I, you know, it's just it, this is gonna be hard for me. I love the Ryder Cup. I love it. It's one of my favorite events. I dress up in red, white, and blue. I throw a party. I don't want to be betting against Team USA, but I, I'm certainly not putting money down on them. I, I've got some major concerns about this roster, Tyler. Don't you? I, I understand. I, I like that they're going young and getting fresh blood in there because obviously the Euros have won, what, nine of the last 12 Ryder Cups? The old guard hasn't been working. So I, I think the new blood gives us opportunity, the Americans' opportunity uh, to kind of right the ship. But they're absolutely valid. And your concerns about chemistry, because it's not just uh, Brooks and Bryson, it's Bryson and Cantley. The fact that Patrick Reed is not on the team as well, despite his success, I think speaks to Stricker trying to limit as many uh, internal issues as possible, because he would have been another uh, lightning rod in terms of who you pair him with and his personality on the tour with his peers. So if I'm betting it right now, I hate to do this, but I, I think the better value is betting the Euros. At plus 188 because this is a link style course whistling straight yep. and that's that's what the heroes play uh over in european golf even though it has been lengthened to accommodate the american bombers um i still think the better value the, the value is better on the euro side so i hate to say that but that's how i would do it right now but time there's still time to change that we'll see if the market moves any which way and if Value swings over to the American side as we get a little bit closer, and we'll dive in certainly in a couple of weeks on the Daily Wager podcast uh, when that bad boy uh, gets closer. So that's it for today. A little longer than 10 minutes, but come on. I mean, this is the kickoff of the football season, and we got the Ryder Cup with two golf nerds. So apologies for going a little over 10 minutes. I'm sorry. Hopefully we gave you some winners in those 10-plus uh, minutes with the bets you need as promised. Please do us a favor, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. Don't forget. Get to catch Anita and I um, on Daily Wager uh, each and every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, now we have a Sunday show with football starting, which starts at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. I got to wake up at the crack of dawn for that show. But, obviously, we're going to get you ready for football Sunday. So, that'll do it. Anita Marks, Tyler Fulgham. Enjoy Thursday night football, Cowboys and the Bucks, And we'll talk to you tomorrow.